0: hello and welcome to another episode of a toast to film i'm one of your host, Ebo, and on today's episode we are reviewing ant-man and the wasp quantum mania but you know it's the third film so i figure why not review three films for y'all So, also, we'll be reviewing the theatrical release, Marlow, that has our boy Liam Neeson in it. And another three, that is Magic Mike's Last Dance. I'll be reviewing all three of these today. And also, I will, after my Ant-Man review, be ranking the Ant-Man films. Now, don't worry, no spoilers going on here. Uh, you know, I just decided to throw this little episode together, so I didn't get a beer, but I am toasting with a strawberry banana body armor. You know, gotta keep the good stuff in your body, if you know what I mean. But alright, let's get into the reviews. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. This is the third film in the Ant-Man series. I couldn't even tell you what number it would be in MCU. But uh, this is directed by Peyton Reed. He directed the first two. He directed The Breakup with Jennifer Aniston. He directed Bring It On. Great movies, not gonna lie. But this has uh, Paul Rudd. You know, he's back. He's Ant-Man, Scott Lang. And he's trying to get his life back together after Endgame. And he's trying to rekindle with his daughter who was actually recast for this film with a fantastic actress, Catherine Newton. You might recognize her from Freaky recently. Just phenomenal actress. But they're rekindling and all this, and then boom, Catherine Newton has this experiment with the quantum realm. Things go haywire, they go in. I'm trying to not really you know dip into spoilers so if it's in the trailer i feel it's okay for me to talk about but the good in this movie i mean paul rudd he's just a charming guy so he makes anything watchable catherine newton she didn't have much to do in here but i think she gives a strong performance anyway But let me tell you, my man, every time he came on the screen, Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. This dude, uh, you might recognize him from Devotion or Lovecraft Country. And he is just, when he's on screen, he just has such a presence that you just love to, you get engrossed in whatever he's doing, even though he is the villain of this tale. Uh, Corey Stoll's also back, but uh, he was Yellowjacket. He's now MODOK, and that is where we start to get into the bad things about the film. MODOK, I mean, some things are hard to transcribe from, you know, comic book to live action, and I thought MODOK looked terrible. But for me, the biggest two things that knock this movie down would be, one, the uneven tone. You know, because it's a, you know, like a silly, goofy, fun time. But then you have Jonathan Majors, who are supposed to take completely serious. So, I don't know. It was just a little too much flippy floppy with the tone for me. And also, even worse, this looks like Andor you know or I called it Rogue 2 while I was watching it like this does not look like comics this really did look like they were trying to make a Star Wars property and I don't know it just didn't work for me because I thought they were inventive but I thought they could have done better I thought they kind of cheaped out a little bit but Overall, I think if you watch this on the big screen, you'll have a good time. There's a lot to look at. I think if you go with your family or just go by yourself, I think you'll have a good time. There's some good jokes in there. You know, the runtime's not bad. So overall, I'm going to give this a four out of five cheers. I didn't love it, but I didn't mean I didn't hate it. It's Ant-Man. What are you going to expect? Now, before I get into my other two reviews let me just do a quick ranking for all time's sake for the ant-man franchise so at number three i have the first ant-man i think it's the weakest it i don't know there's good things about it but compared to the rest i don't know uh not much above it though at number two i would have ant-man and the wasp Quantumania. i just think there's enough going on where it's not such a chore to sit through as the first Ant-Man. But still not great. But number one, without a doubt, is Ant-Man the Wasp. I thought the ghost arc was great. I thought the jokes really hit. I think overall the second one, that Ant-Man the Wasp, is easily the best of the three. But hey, just my opinion everybody's got different ones but let's get into some other reviews so marlo which is a noir hollywood film is directed by neil jordan he did interview with vampire in the company of wolves greta and i guess that's appropriate because continuing the tradition of me not liking his films comes Marlowe. um this has liam neeson aka niece's pieces as Marlowe and it also has Diane Kruger who the whole movie I was trying to figure out where I knew her from and then I remembered it was old girl from National Treasure I don't know she looks in this role she kind of looks like Naomi Watts so that was really throwing me off but Marlowe you know it's a detective story uh it's convoluted overall just for me not a great watch I mean, maybe if you hit streaming, it'll be fun to throw on, but theaters, oh no, this is a total skip in regards to theaters, but there are good performances, like Liam Neeson, he's trying, and uh, Diane Kruger I enjoyed, I thought she brought some cool stuff to the table, but overall, Marlowe just meh, you know, nothing to write home about. I would rank it in a three out of five cheers. And finally, the last dance, the last dance, comes Magic Mike's Last Dance. So this is directed by Steven Soderbergh, who did Side Effects, which I love, Contagion, good movie, Haywire, good movie, Aaron Brockovich, good movie, and the first Magic Mike, which I did not see. He did not do the second Magic Mike, which was called XXL. That was done by Gregory Jacobs. But I, I mean, to be quite honest, I have the AMCA list. I had nothing to do. So I was like, you know what? Let me go check it out. The trailer I thought was great. Every time I saw the trailer for Magic Mike's Last Dance, I was like, this is kind of selling me. And it had Juliet Multimod in the trailer and she was fine. So I was like, you know, let me go check it out. So in this movie we have the, you know, titular Magic Mike, who he no longer has his dance company, he's just bartending and doing some odd jobs, and he meets a very rich, very poorly written woman named Salma Hayek, and they start a little love because he gives her a lap dance, and they go to London, and they're going to put on a show, and... I don't know. I mean, I'm not the target demographic. You know, female strippers does nothing for me. So, I mean, a bunch of dudes stripping is going to do nothing for me. But, you know, the strip scenes, for me, they are way too long. But they were choreographed well, I guess you could say. And overall, my biggest flaw was the script, the dialogue, motivations. I thought all that was poorly done. But I mean, a movie like this, I'm guessing, you know, you get your girls together, you go see it, a bunch of dudes stripping, you don't really care about the cheesy crap in between, or poorly written crap in between. So, like I said, I'm not the target demographic. I didn't have a bad time. I just thought it was okay, because, I mean, not for me. But I'll be nice and give it a 2.5 out of 5 cheers. Cheers. Well guys, we've reached the end of the episode, I hope you enjoy, and if you have the same opinion or different opinions about any of the things I spoke about today, there's so many ways you can contact, but the best ways are Twitter, at film underscore toast, or Instagram, a toast to film all one word, or TikTok, a toast to film all one word, and we want to wish you a good night and good viewing.